Good morning, everyone. It's the 1st of September, and there's a distinct back-to-school feeling here in the UK. I'm joined today by Niall McDonnell and Jen Corston, and we thought we would focus on central banks today. We've had this annual Jackson Hole Symposium in the US, and Jay Powell made quite a significant speech, I think, there, Niall. Yes, he did indeed, Lorna. So the Fed Chair Jeremy Powell announced the Fed has adopted a flexible form of inflation targeting. So what specifically means is when in periods of low economic growth and inflation is below their 2% target, when they get a resumption to positive environments, they're going to let inflation run over 2% for a period of time. So what this means is that they're not going to start hiking rates the minute inflation gets that 2% target and really reinforces this theme that's been dominant in government bond markets of lower for longer. Yes, how did the government bond market react to this? Yeah, the government bond market sold off last week, quite a pronounced sell-off with government bond yields rising. I think this was more driven by the strong risk-on environment of positive equity performance as opposed to direct reflection of what Jerome Powell was saying. One important point to note, though, is inflation expectations rose dramatically. So we had a 16 basis points rise in five-year, five-year inflation swap. So what this is, is this is the market pricing of five-year inflation in five years' time. And you see what they're saying now is that with Jerome's speech, that they're expecting higher levels of inflation. And I think that it is quite significant. And inflation-linked bonds perform quite strongly and outperform government nominals over the period. And Jen, the Governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, was also speaking at Jackson Hole. Anything significant from him? Yes, so Andrew Bailey focused on quantitative easing and confirmed it was the bank's main policy tool. Now, this helped to calm nervousness around the hints that the MPC might be exploring the merits of using negative interest rates to support the recovery. Quantitative easing and the reiteration of it was obviously better news for banks, which struggle enough with low interest rates anyway. Indeed. But what um, implications would you see there for sterling? Despite this dovishness, sterling continued to recover nicely against both the euro and the USD last week. You may recall it fell to almost record lows earlier this year on the twin concerns of the lockdown, but also no progress on Brexit. Obviously, there hasn't been any breakthrough in Brexit lately, but the latest data in the UK shows that there is definitely a recovery, although activity is not expected to get back to its previous levels for some years. Thank you for that, Jen. And if we look at the week ahead, I think probably the main news is coming through in the US. We have the non-farm payrolls, which should see some improvements. And we'll also get that very significant unemployment figure in the US. And the August rate is expected to have fallen below 10%. So we should be watching those events. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you.